Welcome to Plato's Gravity. I'm Aaron. You don't have anything? Say, uh, say my name. Um, is it? Uh, well, here, here's I think the it's thing. a trick if, question. If no one is around you, uh, you know, you could say, "Baby, I think you're supposed I love to." Act. You. We got feedback. If got, you're not, if you're not running game, we got feedback say from my our name. listeners. You're supposed to actually say. Well, <laughs> the, caveat, the caveat is this is me singing. You sang better, like taking a deep breath. <gasps> okay, let's. All right, let's, all right. Let's, yeah, so, let's uh, welcome to Plato's Gravity. Yeah, this is this week's Sparge. We had a couple of uh, fun things coming up for you on the show today. First of all, we are drinking a, a whiskey barrel aged cherry stout from Bell's. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about the mash of wonder results. You guys have heard so much about that. Uh, if you were paying attention, you know we did not win because we did not post a sounder last week's on last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> And then we'll finish up talking about the beer we brewed today. It is a Kolsch, uh, a Kolsch kit, a true to style kit that we got from KetConnection.com. Uh, thank you very much to James. Yeah, and uh, I, w- I will say so. Well, hold on, let's talk about the beer first. So it's a uh, Bell's uh, Cherry Stout. They release it seasonally every year. The actual Cherry Stout, if you want to drink along, is fairly widely available in Bell's distribution area, which is pretty big. You can get it. Uh, you can at least get the cherry stout throughout Indiana. This particular version, the whiskey barrel aged uh, cherry stout, I think you can only get at Bell's. And I just happen to know someone who went up there, so we've got it. It's good. It's good. It's surprisingly tart. Uh, it, well, I guess not surprisingly. I mean, it was in a barrel. I would, well, and I imagine that the tartness is probably just the. I, I haven't had the cherry stout in years. If you can't find the cherry stout, I would also uh, you might give the blueberry stout from Flying Dog a try. That's another one I haven't had right. in years. Uh, but that this was one is, of your like that was one of your like early like fall in love beers, right? Uh, no, it was one of my early like oh maybe I don't like beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do. I probably should give it another try. I just remember and that beer and this beer share one thing in common, and that's that they're thick. No, with, this is very thick. With two C's. I, I think that some Chewy. of the t- I think some of the tartness comes some from, from some funk that came out of that barrel. Which is I mean it's good. I don't think it's all terry tartness. Yeah, it, that's not cherry tartness. We only just started drinking, folks. Uh we did just we just started drinking because we just finished brewing. Our, and we don't like to drink when we brew because then our beer tastes like shit. Yeah. Uh although no, we had a really good brew day today. We actually hit our gravity uh, dead on. Yeah, one zero five one. So it was it was interesting. So the kit was an all grain kit, and we don't have my we don't have a uh, full sparge setup. We buy ab. Long time listeners know that we're cheap. Um, I, I think I'm getting a mash ton before next year. I'm getting tired of buy ab. <laughs> but uh, so the 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 recipe was all grain. Uh, full sparge or like a normal regular sparge do the thing uh, for a five gallon kit and we ended up we hit the gravity correctly but we probably ended up with like three and a half four gallons um, out of that five gallon batch so actually we were pretty close but yeah um, typically when we, we, what my experience with biop is you, you lose you lose some efficiency but you uh, because our setup doesn't let us do a full five gallon batch uh, you get you end up like knocking you hit the, the gravity right on uh, because the name of the show is Plato's Gravity, I'd like everyone to know that while it was 105.1, it was about 12.75 degrees Plato. Yes, um, which is uh, when you when you brew a beer that doesn't sleep with you. What? I don't know. 
All right. Platonic. Oh, it's a pl- platonic. Pl- uh, it's a platonic. It's measuring joke? how much the beer's not fucking you. Mm. So, <laughs> all right. This actually, I think, runs counter to life. <laughs> I think the higher, the higher degrees Plato something is, the more alcoholic it is eventually. And usually, things that have more alcohol are more willing to sleep with you. Is there a reason why we don't? Measure I, I feel really things? bad that I said things. I, Hold on, but but here's here's a question. So, like, is there a reason why uh, Plato's aren't a more common metric? Degrees Plato? Yeah. I mean, it's the metric used by commercial brewers. Well, why don't we use it? So why don't we use it uh, home brewing? Like, uh, why are we always standard gravity? Uh, if anyone listening to the show has an opinion, I don't have an I don't have knowledge, but I believe that it's just the measurement tools were calibrated uh, for standard. Like the the hydrometers just have the that standard scale on them, and the do, they, do, do the hydrometer because there's a direct like. It's a linear correlation, right? Like you could put Plato's on a hydrometer, couldn't you? Right, but I think earlier earlier in the day, specific gravity was listed on the hydrometer, and degrees Plato is used in some of the more complicated uh, gravity measuring tools. So degrees Plato would be something commercial brewers would use because that's the the way their tools were calibrated or or demarked, and home brewers would use specific gravity because that's how theirs are marked. That's uh, interesting. We should, um, if anyone has any other information about like like what tools we should use. I mean, is there a reason? That we would use, though. I mean, I, uh, I, I, if there is one, we'd like to know. Also, if everything I said was wrong, I'd like to know that too. Feel free to call us out on the Twitters. Yeah, or the uh, call us names. Let us know how much you hate us. Uh, make us cry. Make me cry. I just want to feel again. Please. Um, also, I did actually want to ask the listening audience uh, because it's been. Probably close to a decade since I've had a really like a fruit stout, and because it is sort of the um, we're getting around to winter, I would like to know what you guys want to drink in the winter. Like, what's your go-to cold weather beer? Like, what are you drinking? And if you have any good recommendations for fruit stouts, because I only had the two, uh, the Bells and the Flying Dog, um, let let us know. Reach out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Give me a call. Um, three one seven. Hack no, into uh, Aaron's mother-in-law's Wi-Fi. That is easy to do. You got the code <laughs> last episode. So we made a beer today, uh, and the beer is the first time I've ever made a kit, which is exciting. Um, it is not the first time I've made a kit. The uh, the still and the kit came to us. We interviewed. It was kind of one of the saddest moments of the podcast so far. We interviewed. It's uh, to be fair, no one died. We we interviewed James Carlson from KetConnection.com. And of CM Becker International. They have an online homebrew shop, uh, catconnection.com. They also own homebrewsupply.com. And we didn't record the episode. We we thought we were recording the episode, but we had, instead of uh, beginning to record the episode, we stopped the recording at the beginning of the episode. It's really adorable, except for the fact that it was heartbreaking. And a great episode. So uh, <laughs> we, we kept in touch with James, though, and they have a true-to-style recipe for... Uh, actually, they have a true-to-style series. So uh, James is developing recipes for them, mm-hmm. uh, and they call it their true-to-style series. So he sent us the Kolsch so we could give him some feedback. And we're actually going to have James back on the show um, in a couple weeks. Not a couple weeks. A little bit. Well, honestly, from the time this airs, it'll probably be... Uh, I think it's going to be two months because the beer... So the idea is... We are going to brew the beer today, which we did, 
And that's going to be the beer for the show. So it's going to be True to Style Kolsch with James Carlson. That'll be the name of the episode. Um, if you guys drink along with us, you can actually have the same thing we're having if you order the True to Style kit from uh, KetConnection.com. Check the shots. There actually will be shots. I normally don't do shots for the sparge, but I'm going to put a link to that beer in there so you can order it. I'm going to put a picture of me licking the mash paddle you, in the post. You probably want to get a, a head start on that because we will record that episode in about six weeks when we're our beer is done. It is a six-week beer. Um, also, it, don't lick the mash paddle. Why would you? But that, that, we're not ready for that yet. That's coming up later. Okay. It's fine. I. It's fine. I did not lick the mash paddle. Jason <laughs> Jason licked the mash paddle. Um, so no, head up, head over to kickconnection.com, order the beer, brew it up. Uh, it is a six weeks beer. It's two weeks in, in primary. And then a Kolsch, uh, while it's an ale, James recommends that you do lager that bad boy like in the 50s for four weeks to get some good clarity uh, on that beer. So give yourself a little bit of time, brew that beer, and then release that James Carlson episode about two months or two and a half months from now. Uh, you guys will be ready to go, and we can all drink the same beer. It'll be super fun. So one of our regular segments, J- Jason, what's our most regular segment on the show? The uh, Jason says something stupid. It has a name. Jason sings Beyonce. No, that's say a new segment. That's a new segment. What's our What's our longest? Why, why are you making this difficult say for me? Say, baby, I love you. I don't know the words to this song. I looked them up earlier. Say my name. Say my name. Mm. It's the off-the-wall question for those oh, of you at home. right. I, okay. I bet everyone else at home is just screaming, off the wall, it's off the wall. That's, yep. I bet everyone is literally screaming. Uh, the semi-truck driver driving down the road is just screaming, and people are looking up at him from the school bus that's driving by and thinking, why is that man going insane? This is awkward. Why have I created an entire narrative? What's up? I, I bring it up <laughs> because the last off-the-wall question you asked, about no, maybe two times ago. It was dark. The Dark Lord episode with Tyler Poling. You you asked if you were allowed to lick your dog's tongue. Uh, yeah, right. And, and I thought that was a really really bad idea to lick your dog's tongue. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, like you should never do it. Well, if you, if your dog's a dude, is it? And not that there's anything wrong, but but is it gay? Um, I don't know. Plus, I think you just implied there's something wrong with it. That's well, but like if you're gay for a dog, it's probably not the best thing to. <laughs> Damn it, Jason. <laughs> I feel like you're making people upset. You shouldn't. <laughs> I'm making dogs upset. All right. At any rate, I think I thought licking a dog's tongue might have been one of the grossest things that you could lick. And then today, when we were doing a photo session for our Instagrams yeah. at Plato's Gravity, uh huh, you licked the mash paddle. I sure did. And let me tell you what. I'm less okay with that. Less okay. Wait, you're less okay with licking the mash paddle? No, like lick your dog's tongue. If the alternative is oh, okay, if I can't lick my dog's tongue, I'm gonna lick the mash paddle. Well, but like the mash paddle then went into the boils. So I know fine. it's hot side, and it I was, just don't hot side. care. You're allowed to lick everything that's hot side. I don't want you I'm to lick anything. I'm pretty sure I saw that on um, the beer forums. They're like, you know what? Lick whatever you want, so long as it's before the yeah. uh, flame out. Yeah. In fact. I think we should make a, a beer that's just slobber. Like, we should just make a saliva beer because it's hot side and it doesn't fucking matter. Well, that's actually interesting. There is a uh, the traditional sort of corn beer uh, in chicha? South America. Yeah, chicha, where you chew the corn, you spit it out, uh, and then you're just it naturally ferments. So that is a real thing. So why don't we... Um, I, I think they add water to that, too. I don't think it's just saliva. 
you'd be surprised. I'm pretty sure they just used the saliva for the enzymes, <laughs> Jason. That's uh, 100% hey, accurate. You want to know a fact about, about the malt we buy for our beer, Jason? Yes. It already has enzymes. We don't Damn. Need, we don't need you to spit. I don't know if anyone else heard my mind being blown. <laughs> so, you know what else was mind-blowing? Some of the great beer we had at the Mash of Wonder after party. This is uh, absolutely true. It was at Deviate Brewing here in town. Here in Indianapolis, Indiana, Deviate Brewing. Yeah, they... Uh, my they, first time there. Ah, which is crazy. It's good beer. It's good beer. It's good. It's heavy. The lightest thing they had on their menu was it? What was it? an Imperial Cream Ale. <laughs> An imperial cream ale. <laughs> the lightest thing on the menu still had imperial. Thirteen <laughs> percent. No, it's not thirteen percent. Now it was. It was. It was light. Uh, it was probably around five. But regardless, everything else was like seven and above. Yeah, I. Uh, I really enjoy. I really enjoy their beers. The one thing about Deviate is you can't go in and get like a West Coast IPA. That's not going to happen. No. But they do have a couple really good, juicy IPAs, which we're coming around on. So the winning beer, and I don't feel bad for so so obviously we didn't we didn't win. My beer got my favorite comment of all was molasses with an exclamation point. Uh, and my beer got bonus points because uh, the reviewer enjoys coffee. Yeah, and the reviewer's name what was the who what was the judge? That was Chris uh, P. Bacon. Mm, crispy bacon. I wonder if that had anything to do with the ingredients of your beer. Okay, so actually... They brought in a bacon specialist just for your beer. Yes, crispy bacon. Uh, there was a... Um, I did think it was interesting. I saw I got some really good uh, notes from Jeremiah, who we've had on the podcast before, who had also entered... Um, I think, did he get... He got an honorable mention. He finished yeah. basically fourth. So uh, he, we were talking about different ways because I added bacon jerky in my secondary mm-hmm. uh, to get the bacon flavor, and as you as you might imagine, there was no head retention in in that version of the beer whatsoever. So what he recommended, apparently, people have done an avocado beer before, and they actually mashed with the avocado. All right. Rather than so they did it pre boil. So put the fat, if you if so if you're brewing with something with fat in it, go pre boil. Yeah, and so like I think I might actually try making this uh, beer again. I might try making a bacon beer again. And so you're gonna growing. make another beer that you won't drink. Yeah, huh. which right. was also interesting. Uh, we both got okay scores. Neither of us won. No, well, and and I got a score. I thought my score was generous. I thought my beer was overly molasses. I've mentioned this on the show. I thought molasses. I, I feel like in a beer that has cinnamon toast crunch in it, uh, it should taste like cinnamon toast crunch. Honestly, I think Jason and I both want to make our beer again. I'm going to make my beer again, and I'm not going to use Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I am going to use cinnamon and lactose and see if I can't get a Cinnamon Toast Crunch feel with a little bit of molasses. And I think given that the base beer was uh, you know, drinkable, it got a 34 and a half, um, it was obviously too much molasses to a fault, uh, but I, I, I didn't think that I would come out of this competition and wanted to brew that beer again. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a little weird because like again, you had no control over what you ended up brewing. Um, uh, the winner. Uh, well, okay, and I I I kind of want to complain a little bit about this. It's a little bit silly. What's silly? He brewed a great brute he, IPA. Yeah, he brewed a great like normal beer. But brute's kind of a new thing. Like he did have to add the alpha amylase. Sure. But that's the thing. <laughs> you know why I'm not going to complain? Because that dude brewed six batches of beer. Like, he were like, I feel like if I had made my beer six times, I would have had a better beer. And oh, I, that's actually a really good point. And I don't, I don't want to complain about the gentleman who did it, who did a fine, it's just a, 
the fact that he did happen to roll, regardless of the fact that he did roll a good style of beer, he knocked it out of the park. It was it was the best beer we tasted by far, which made me feel great. Yeah, uh, it's just it. it's more about like, oh man, I wish I'd gotten. Although honestly, if I'd gotten a normal beer, I probably would have messed it up. <laughs> That's fun. All right, we are running out of time for this week's Sparge, so uh, we hope you join us next week where we're going to do Plato's Gravity first. We are going to interview a brewer. Uh, We're going to Centerpoint Brewery. Uh, That'll be our next episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. It'll be a little bit of a different twist. Did you say my name? I, I didn't. Jason? Centerpoint Brewing. Centerpoint. We were going to Centerpoint Brewing, so uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to drink some uh, of their beer, I presume. That'll be the beer for the show. Uh, in the meantime, we encourage you guys to join Wacky Beer Competitions, brew some beer, and have some fun. Mm-hmm.